Hey there, believers. On this episode of Sunday Musings, I wanted to share with you the uh, the latest sermon I was blessed to give at church. Um, just a lesson on discipleship and the Great Commission. It seems just to be like a uh, natural segue. I felt led to uh, go into daily living. You know, we've been talking about spiritual warfare and it really it ties right in because that is part of the Great Commission is to continue on with that warfare and to, uh, you know, assert dominion for Christ. So I hope you enjoy this. God bless you and uh, don't stop believing. reading today. Big shocker. Um, I've heard a lot of talking. Just Maybe it's just on my mind, but I talked to Kenny and I've talked to Jess and I've heard it elsewhere too. It just I've heard a lot about um, being disciples. You know, I've heard that, that word, that term disciples a lot lately. Yes. And so I just felt led. I just followed that. That to uh, try to dig in on what it is to be a disciple uh, of Christ in today's time, and where we can get direction of how to be a disciple, yes. what disciple even means. Amen. Um, so that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I know we spend a lot of time on spiritual warfare. That's what I talk about every month, and this is just a part of it because Jesus gave his disciples the great commission. Before he ascended, yeah. and uh, that that's part of it is the spiritual battle. So um, I'm going to start with what disciple means, because I, w- I wanted to get the definition of it, you know, according to Google. You know, so I googled it, and the first thing that popped up, it actually said, "Follower of Jesus Christ." Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that's literally what a disciple is. Um, and then I go further, and it's it's not just a student, and it's not just somebody who learned from Jesus, but it's someone who applies his teaching to their daily life. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so a disciple is somebody who lives as Christ instructed Amen. for them Amen. to live. That's right. And I think that's where a lot of us, myself included, we fall short at that. You know, we come here, we hear how to live, we got the instruction manual here. Yeah. But we still typically go about just our day-to-day life, you know, and we don't actually be, you know, devote ourselves as disciples of Christ. And uh, how do we even do that? There's a lot of instruction in there. Um, you know, we can look to the parables and get a lot from that, but that can be confusing. That can be, you know, a lot of trying to, to decipher, just like the apostles did. You know, the, the disciples, they had to try to decipher. And they had Jesus there. And they would still go to Jesus and be like, hey, what do you mean by that? You know, we don't really have that, what do you mean by that? We could pray on it. But there's there's plenty of other places Amen. that we can get this instruction. Yes. And uh, Jesus lays it out in, in no uncertain terms in Matthew chapter 10. And that's where I want us to all start at. We're going to read pretty much that whole chapter. <laughs> so just bear with me, all right? So Matthew chapter 10. Yeah, 
the very first verse of Matthew 10. It it kind of touches on the last part of Matthew as well, at the ascension. Because um, he, he gives them their authority right here. Yeah. All right? And he reminds them of their authority, I believe, at the ascension. But it says, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. Yes. And to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Amen. Okay? Um, and then it goes on to name the disciples. And we get down to verse 6. Um, from 6 to 39, it kind of breaks it into like a, a, a how to be a disciple, mm-hmm. what it means to be a disciple, and why we should be disciples. Amen. Okay? Um, and I'm just going to try to flesh all this stuff out the best way I can. Blessing God. Um, just, I'm just trying to be obedient to it. Yes, uh, so if we start at verse 6, okay? Yeah. And I know it says to the lost sheep of Israel. But we got to keep in mind that in John 17, Jesus grafts us in. When he does the high priestly prayer, he's including us. Okay, yeah. so we we are his disciples. Yes. So, and, and if we carry on, if I jump ahead in verse 18, he talks about going to the Gentiles. So it's not just the lost sheep of Israel. He's given this instruction for everybody in the world. Okay. Um, he said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, so freely give. Amen. Amen. All right. So there, there is cut and dry instructions, what he wants us to do. Yes. He gave us authority in verse 1. Verses 6 through 8, he tells you what to do with that authority. Yes. To go out and preach, saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, and give it freely. Amen. Okay? It's just cut and dry what he says to do. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself probably, but it's okay. And that, that is pretty much the Great Commission also. And what I mean by that is the Great Commission is like the last thing Jesus says to his disciples before he ascends up into heaven, okay? Um, that's, that's like his, his last commandment, his last words, his last wishes before he ascends yes. is, is right there, those three verses. Amen. Um, if we go forward into verse 16... Verses 16 to 25, they all warn us um, how hard it's going to be. You know, mine's titled A Hard Road Before Them. I don't know what yours says above 16. But um, that there's a hard road coming and it's, and why it's going to be to God's glory. Yes. Okay? Verse 16, if you all don't mind, I'm just going to read quite a bit of this. Um I'm, I'm stuck in reading mode. That's what we did in class most of the day to day. It says, Behold, and this is, this is from the New American Standard Version. I know King James is a little bit different, but this just kind of puts it in a nutshell for you in layman's terms. Um, it says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. And you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake. And it tells you why that has to happen. Okay? 
um, Paul lives this. He says, he'll, you'll be brought before governors and kings for my sake. And it says, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. So they get to see your faith in action Amen. and your obedience to God in That's action. Right. Okay. So you're being brought before these kings, and just kind of how it was with uh, who was a Pontius Pilate yeah. told Jesus, you know, I, I can let you go. Yeah. You know, and Jesus basically said, I'm only here because I want to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when, when we face that persecution, let it be a testimony to God and, and our faith for God. Amen. It says, but when, you hand, when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you're going to say, for it will be given to you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you, Amen. where we have received the Holy Spirit. Um, it goes on, Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will raise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. You'll be hated by all because of my name, but it's the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. He's, he's just trying to give you a heads up. You're going to lose some friends. You're going to lose some family members that aren't going to be on board with this. It's going to be hard. Um, anything worth easy ain't worth doing. Anything that's easy ain't worth doing. Um, a disciple is not above his teacher, it says in verse 24, nor a slave above his master. It's enough for the disciple to, that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. If they had called the head of the house... Beelzebul, how much more will they malign the members of the household? So he's referring to when the Pharisees said that he was doing the work of the devil yeah. by casting out demons. You know, it, it made no sense for them to say that, but they they were scared, yeah. you know, and they were, they were seeing this power, you know, that they hadn't seen before. And he tells them, you know, if they'll call me the head of the house, Jesus, if they'll call him the devil... How much worse are they going to treat you? Well, they, they're not afraid of you. Yeah. Right? Amen. So he's, he's just trying to give them that warning and that heads up. Amen. Am I going too fast? No. Okay. So he, he's giving them the commission, and now he's he's giving them a warning. And But if you go forward into verse 26 of this same chapter, um, 26, 27, and 28, explain why we need not to be afraid. It says... Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, and nothing hidden that will not be known. Yeah. All right? Because it's our job to expose the darkness. Uh, I, what I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Because God gives us all a word. You know, we, we'll hear that small, still voice. We'll have a word to give to somebody else. We're supposed to proclaim that. Shout it from the rooftop if we have to. Amen. Don't hold it back. Don't sit on that. Amen. Um, that's something else I want to get into here in a minute. Um, so don't, do not fear those, he says, do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul. Amen. Yeah. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Yes. And there's only one that can do that. And that's God Almighty. You know, Bo, it's just amazing to me as you're going over the scriptures, and I'm thinking about the awesome I am that we serve. You know, it, it should be expecting to see these things. It should be not surprising to see these things, but yet 
or how man has just kind of covered it or limited God. It's why they're, they're surprised and like you said, even fear. Yeah. Because they, they're not expecting anything other than what they've experienced. And so many times when you limit God, God, the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's not going to come in and cause any kind of chaos. Right. He's not. He's just he's a, he's a gentleman. But if you allow him to be everything he is, it's like taking it's like taking the leash off Jesus, and because Jesus yeah. said, "When I'm here, I can only be in this place for greater works that you're going to do." Because now the Holy Spirit has came and to minister and dwell and lead and guide us in all things. Right. And we have a lifetime to do what He did in three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have all we have all kinds of time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, if we go forward from there. Like I said, we're going to do this whole chapter pretty much. I mean, we're going to stop at 39, I think, and it goes to 42, okay. I think 43. So but if we go to verse 32 through 39, that gives us our meaning. That's the why, okay? The why and what is to come, okay? Because um, we're not doing this because we're saved. You know, we're going to heaven. We've got that figured out. But we're doing this because we're trying to lead others to Christ. Come on, right? That's go. the point of the commission: Come is to, to lead others to Christ. That's right. Uh, it's just like it's just like today. We don't work just for a payday. Mm-hmm. We work because we're doing a service. Yeah. We we work because we're helping out the greater good. We're helping the community. We're doing things yes. that that we can be a part of, right? So this is we're growing the family. We're growing the body of Christ Amen. by doing this work. If we work just for a payday. We'd be miserable. That wouldn't, that wouldn't last too long, right? Amen. Um, and Jesus don't call us to be miserable. No. So we're not doing this just to be saved and sit down. No. We're doing this to help to help others to give ourselves meaning. Okay. Yes. Um, so verse thirty-two. It says, "Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven." Amen. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. That's the word of God. Mm-hmm. For I came to set man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. You know, And that's, that's prophecy. He's fulfilling prophecy there. He knows that this stuff's coming. It has to come to pass. So he's here, and he's fulfilling all these prophecies. It says in verse 37, He who loves his father or, more, or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Amen. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Amen. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Amen. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Amen. So we, if we give up this life, if we just submit ourselves to Jesus, Amen. we'll find our true purpose. Okay, that's, that's basically what he's, he's getting out there, that, that last part. Um, that's going to be the end of Matthew chapter 10 for now. <laughs> okay, um, We're going to go from here because Jesus um, also gives... His great commission in Matthew chapter 28. Okay, so I just want to go to the end of Matthew. And here again, it's kind of like a reminder of what he says 
in the first few verses of 10 where he tells them what to do exactly. If we go to chapter 28 of Matthew, verses 18, 19, and 20. Would anybody like to take those last three verses? All right. And the Bible says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So there he tells you again. He tells his disciples, that when, if he's telling them, he's telling us. Because that's what we are. You know, once we gave our life to Jesus, we are his. We're his disciples. Amen. So he's telling us that he has all authority. And he's given it to us yes. to make disciples of all nations, it says. So we can baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we teach them to observe the things that Jesus commands us here. Um, if we go to Mark chapter 16, so go to the, the very end of Mark, it's the same Great Commission, but it's, it's more detailed. It's more worded out just a little bit. So it's Mark 16, verses 15 through 18. 15, 16, 17, and 18. Amen. Does anybody want to take those? And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he who believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them who believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Amen. So he's telling us again the authority that he gave to us. Yes. We need to have confidence that this is real, that this is true. Amen. We, we believe that yeah. Jesus rose again, right? Yes, that he, yeah, that's right. We have to believe this. Amen. We have to get it inside here, believe it, yes. and actually do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, all of us. I, I, don't, I don't see, I, I have never laid on hands and known somebody's going to recover. I've hoped, you know, but that that's that O ye of little faith, right? Um, we have to we have to start knowing that this stuff happens. I love the part in Acts whenever Peter, when the man who couldn't walk, Peter guilts him, and he says, "Don't look at me if I've done it, but it's faith in the name of Jesus that yes. did it." Amen. So it's not a confidence in our stuff, but it's just realizing and understanding what power is in the name of Jesus. And when Amen. we speak it, yes. just believing and knowing that know saying that name brings so much power and healing. Amen. 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 That's good. Yes. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now we take these orders, okay, everything that Jesus told us to do right there, mm-hmm. and that authority, and we add in John chapter 20, Verses 21 
Does anybody want to take that? Or you want me to just go ahead and take it? Go ahead. Right there. Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. So we've been given the order. We've been given the authority. And we have the Holy Spirit living within us. Right? So we know that it is from Him that all things happen. Amen. Um, just a, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. So we know that we're not alone. It's not us. No. It's it's the one inside of us that's Amen. doing this. Amen. Uh, Amanda, you have perfect timing with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in John 21, 17, Jesus takes a minute with Simon Peter. Um, this one, it, it hit me a little harder than I realized. I didn't, I've read this I don't know how many times, but it's, when you look at it as part of being a disciple, just to think about how powerful it was for Jesus to say this to Simon Peter. Um. This is where he sits down and he says, uh, Peter, do you love me? And he's like, yeah, of course I do, you know. And then he asks him a second time, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, you know I love you. And so he tells him, shepherd my sheep. And then he asks him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Amen. And it bothered Peter. You know, it grieved him in his heart. Like, why, why isn't he listening? You know, why don't he believe me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Yeah. And Come on, to, to say tend my sheep, he's not saying, you know, I'm, I'm handing you the reins or whatever. He's saying everything that goes into being a shepherd. Yeah. Come on. You know, this is Peter's great commission. Yeah. You know, that he has to watch over the sheep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just hit me really hard the way the way that that was when I read it. Um, to tend my sheep, that that's everything that Jesus has been doing. You know, he's been shepherding them, and to to tell Peter that he's capable even uh, of stepping into that kind of a role. Yeah, come on. It, it's just I don't know. It just touched me pretty deep. That's good. That's um, good. and Peter does this, and he he shepherds us in this Bible. And that's where we're going to go to next. It's Peter's writings. It's uh, it's what he was given from the Lord to tell us. In First Peter, chapter three, is where we're going to go to next. That's towards the end of the. That's towards the back of the book. First Peter, chapter three. First Peter, chapter three. All right, I'm going to start here on verse eight. This is also kind of lengthy, so just bear with me. We're all here anyway. Might as well read a little bit. Uh, Were you at both chapter 3? Yes, sir. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 is where we're going to start off at. Um, Chapter 3 is about godly living. Okay, so again, it's how to be a disciple. This is Peter, the head disciple, basically. Uh, Peter and John, I guess they can dispute between the two of them who is... God's favorite. <laughs> um, but 
it's him telling us how to live a godly life, okay? And in verse 8, it starts off with, to sum up. So he, he's basically, he's going he's to condense it and just tell us here in these next 10 verses or so of how to live a godly life. And honestly, I think that if all of us would, maybe this weekend even, just read 1 Peter chapter 3, 4, and 5. And see what that does to you. You'll be on fire Sunday when you come back in here. Because <laughs> those three chapters are so important and so powerful um, as far as our walk. Amen. But okay, it says, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. And then it says from 10 through 12, you'll see how everything is capitalized. It's quoting Psalm 34 here. Okay. Um, it says for the one who desires life. To, to love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Amen. Uh, we've covered verse, or Psalm 34 either here or men's group. I can't remember which one. I, I think I talked about it on men's group. But that's a very powerful psalm. Yeah. Um, and he says in verse 13, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what's good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Amen. And do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Sanctify means set apart. Okay, Set, a, set apart Christ as Lord in our hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that's in you. So be ready to testify. Amen. Amen. Yet with gentleness and reverence. Okay? With gentleness and reverence. We don't want to come off there and be so pushy that we defeat our purpose. Amen. Right? We, we, we have to be gentle with it. Amen. Um, we're supposed to be zealous because it says that too. We prove to be zealous for what is good, but we got to be gentle with it at the same time. Uh, we have to keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which we are slandered, those who revile our good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Amen. Okay, so let let their lies fall on them. You know, but I think on the, like being gentle and being zealous is that not to be like you said, pushy, but to know, be consistent, because I believe when people see that you, like see you or me, or one here in the church, they're going to know, oh, there's Brother Casey, I, I know what he's going to say, he's going to invite me church, you know, but that consistency, because we're seeing the life that he lives, Amen. the life that I live, you live. And that's what it is about being gentle. You don't have to be like, you're going to hell if you don't listen to me, buddy. Right. You're going to hell. Yeah. You know, as right. people just to get ready, you're going to be gnashing teeth and wailing and all that. No, not that, but just show that the love of God. That's good. And because when you love, you're going to just show them that you do care. And yes. that you're concerned about what you're going. That's, yeah. that's real good. That zeal can be that consistency. Amen. You know, they, they know it's coming, yeah. but it's with a smile and it's with a hug. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's by listening. Amen. You know, ask them how they're doing and listen to them. Yeah. Let them see that you actually care about them. Amen. That's good. Um, verse 17. For it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. All right, it's better to suffer for doing what is right here on earth. You know, we do what's right, we might suffer here, we might be persecuted. But it's better to suffer here than to suffer for eternity by going ahead and doing what's wrong. Amen. And, and right. spending an eternity in a devil's hell. Amen. Amen. All right, let me get caught back up to my notes. Um, also, verses 18 to 22, I'm not going to read those because I don't want to go forever here. But verses 18 through 22 here, it goes on to discuss Jesus' victory. It goes over to discuss Jesus' victory over the fallen and the principalities. Yeah. Uh, we, we touched on principalities last time I, I was up here. And it just shows that spiritual warfare is a part of all of it. It's, it's part of our job um, that these... These principalities are mentioned even here in the in the book of Peter. So if you do read through here, you'll see that. I'm just going to move move past it. Amen. All right. Now, obviously, by now we see that the life of a disciple is not easy, especially while maintaining our jobs, our families, and everything else that we have in daily life. If it feels really easy. Then we're not going out and witnessing and uh, talking to the right crowd, right? Um, if if it feels easy, we're not around the people that still need to hear it the most. Uh, it's good for us to be here. It's it's one thing to discuss how great God is to each other, to other believers. Um, it's important. It helps support each other, and we're supposed to do that. But our job is to tell the world. Amen. Right? That's what the commission is. The commission ain't, he didn't say, turn to your brother and give him a hug. He said, go out to the world. Amen. Okay? So that's not going to be easy. And I'm going to steal Zach's uh, saying that he said the other day, and Kenny stuck with it too. Yeah. Like he said the other day, we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Amen. And that's it. It's supposed to feel awkward, okay? We're, we're talking to people about something that if they don't believe already, they're going to have a hard time wrapping their head around. And it's okay because you're going to heaven. So who cares if we're a little uncomfortable here for a few minutes? I, I could not care less if I feel awkward for an hour up here if it's going to help somebody else get to heaven, right? Well, I saw one too. It said um, it, it was a an image a guy had, I guess, of he was falling into a pit, and as he was falling, his child fell down past him and said, "Dad, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me this was here?" So think about that. Come on. You know, like we we got to get a hold of people. We have to at least share and let them make that choice. Um, but yeah, it don't matter if it feels weird for a few minutes. Because the devil's out there keeping people to himself because we don't want to get labeled annoying or a Jesus freak. And they're loud. They're loud with their thought and their opinions. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to let somebody shout you down because of the of the Lord? You know, you can't let somebody shout you down over that. We, you know, people, you know, the followers of God, we shouted down walls of Jericho, right? <laughs> that, 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 that's the power. We need to stand apart because if we don't act no different than they do, we're not, they don't see anything that makes them want to change or we've got to be set apart so they can see. Right. I don't know how to word it, but. That's why your company has to be so selective. It's not that you don't love them, you do. But, you know, it's just you're human. And if you get around some uh, a group that's doing all manner of evil, you're going to slip, you're going you're gonna to be weakened. Because it's like, it's like you being on a chair and trying to drag them from the floor up to the chair. Because it's how much easier it's then to drag you down to the floor. Right. That's why you've got to be careful. You know, me and Brother Rogers talked about it. You got to, you can't hang with the ungodly any length of time because of what you have an effect. But you got to go witness to them. But you got to go witness. <laughs> you, you have, that, that's exactly. the ones that need to hear this. You got to witness to them. So put yourself in there. Get awkward. Amen. Get get uncomfortable. Amen. There you right. go. And that's and that's so true. You just you pick your battles by letting the Holy Ghost lead right. you. And and that's what because like you said, we're in the world. And every, every person that comes to Christ that we can help be a light to and lead them to Christ, that's increasing the body of Christ. That's increasing the dominion, Christ's reign on earth. And that's that it's also taking dominion away from the devil. And I can't wait to take dominion away from the devil. Amen. If I can help out in any way, that's what I want to do. Um, Alright, so think about this too. Um, we all, we all go through bad things. We all have trials in life. We all suffer with pains, pains in different levels. There's emotional pain. There's physical pain. Amen. There's challenges, and there's direct attacks from the enemy, and we all face this. Yeah. Um, some of us more than others. Some of us it don't feel like there's any real reason. Uh, it's, un, it's not understandable why we have to go through some of the stuff that we seem like we went through in our life. And then we come to Jesus and we get delivered. Right? And He changes us. He changes our whole life. And then we sit here and don't share our testimony. Come on. Come on, bro. What's the point? Why why do we go through all this stuff just to keep it all to ourselves and not share that when those words of encouragement could help somebody else, you know, to just to give Jesus a try. In other words, we're selfish. You would it's word for word what I said. Don't be selfish with Jesus. That's exactly what I have. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Amen. Come on. We're, we're selfish with Jesus. I like the one I had that towel at the ground. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly what that he is. He, he, he buried it in his. You're like, man, I got something good. I'm just going to put this over here and go about my life. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to go to heaven. That's great. Yeah. But look at how many people that you could have been a witness to. Yeah. Well, it's like I like his testimony a, few, uh, a while back. You know, his wife even got on him. So you don't have to talk about Jesus to everybody that comes here. Do you have to, you know, get the Bible and said, this is this is who I am now. This is who I am. Yep. It's not. It's like you're not trying to. You're not trying to consume them with something wrong. Yep. You're just trying to let them know all the right. Right. Man. And 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 Jesus tells us this. The Bible tells us this. You know, don't hide that light. No. Right. Right. And I know going to church feels great, and it is great, and we're supposed to do it. Amen. And it's part, we're not supposed to deny assembling together. But without going out and spreading the good news, why are we doing anything? Come on, bro. We're not, it's not edifying the church. 
for us is to come here and get edified. You know, we, we'll feel great, but if we're not going out and actually doing the work, what's the oh, point? Oh, you know, it's hard. As I was telling Kitty there, buddy, if you win one family member over to Christ in a year, Buddy, you've accomplished a lot. Yeah. If, if you help turn somebody back away from sin, back yeah. to the Lord, it covers a multitude of sins, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Absolutely, buddy. Hey, son, buddy, some of them tough out there. Yep. And so I said, you know, I, I pray here, don't be selfish with Jesus. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It tells us that too. Uh, let our testimonies edify the church and proclaim who our deliverer is. We don't have time to be shy. We need to be bold. We are disciples of Jesus. Amen. When we witness and testify, we're furthering the gospel. And I didn't only remember writing that down. Yeah. But that's what we're doing. That's what it does. It's further, it furthers Jesus' gospel because nobody's writing the Bible part too. You know what I mean? Um, we don't have anybody out here writing the next book of the Bible. We don't even take notes. When you know when when God whispers in our ear, who's re- who's even writing it down when we're given a word like like these guys did from Jesus? But what we are here to do is to to witness and to share the good news of the gospel. Yeah. You know we we can tell other people the miracles that we've seen. Yeah. We can tell other people how we've been healed because Jesus is a you know we serve a living God. So we're supposed to boast about how Jesus and the Holy Spirit are still at work. He's still alive. His stripes still heal us. His name still casts out demons. He still saves. He still answers prayers. So we might not be writing the notes or, or writing the books, but we can witness to these things because we have work to do in it. Um, I'm almost done, so just bear with me. We need to also not forget that we're not doing this alone. Um, It sounds overwhelming, especially if you're a new Christian. But this is just part of it. You'll get stronger. Your faith will get stronger. The more more you do it, the more comfortable. uh, The more you are around it, the more you get into the Word, the easier it will be to do this. Um, But it's it's like when, like you read that earlier... You know, when we get into a place, and you might be like with family or friends or coworkers, and you're you're nervous, you want to say something. But I love what the word tells us: open your mouth, and I will feel it. Yeah. I will come. I mean, the Holy Ghost will That's come right. and stir and give you that boldness that yeah. you that you need. Because so many, you know, especially down here, I noticed here in the country, you know, in the in the sheltered area that we live, a lot of people are bashful, backward, shy. I know it's hard. I mean, it's hard. For a lot of people, but just remember that confidence that when you open your mouth, it's not you that's coming out; it's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit letting you know and giving you that wisdom that's what it. to say. Yeah, we can look at it just like Matthew 10. It's like we can look at that as governors and kings, or we can look at that as mom and dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It don't matter what. Don't be afraid when they get a hold of you. Yeah. Just open your mouth. He says it won't be you talking. Amen. It'll be the Holy Spirit that's well, inside of you. Sometimes you know uh, there's a time and a season for all things on the hill. You know, Christ said, don't cast your pearls amongst the swines and right. turn and rescue. Right. There's a time to witness to people. Yeah. There's a time not to. Yeah. Oh, they'll cuss you all to pieces. <laughs> that's, that's true. They will. Yeah, but that's okay. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like that's, o- that's okay. I don't want to 
Well, you're just non-confrontational, but I'm saying you, it's, you're going to have that because what is it a cup of, of early dirt get thrown at you? Hey, praise the Lord that you was, whether you be personally. You plant a seed either way. But you're supposed to plant a seed of manure, right, and fertilizer. <laughs> so they're talking all that junk. So just plant that seed in there. <laughs> because, listen, when we, ta- when we get that thought, like I, I like the, the D.L. Moody. I don't know if you all know, this is a, a famous minister back in the day. One hundreds, if not thousands of men and women to God. And they came to him, and they asked him, what is your secret? You've won so many to God. They started a D.L. Moody Institute in Chicago back in the 20s, I think. And he said, well, let's look out the window. And he said, what do you see? Well, I see a man, woman, women, men walking up and down the street. This one, kids playing. Uh, this doing this, this construction going on. He said, what do you see? I see a multitude of people. If they don't make Jesus their Lord, they're going to die, yeah. and they're going to hell. It was the perspective that you look at somebody, because we're taking our next breath, but somebody just took their last. Right. You know, And so we have to be, disciple also means discipline. You're not in this on your own no more. It isn't to be feeling good and fuzzy, and you know, I don't want to be a you're, you're Jesus said, I didn't come to give you peace. I came to give you a sword. That's right. We get our good and fuzzy sitting together. Yeah. You know, out there is not good and fuzzy. This is good right here. Yeah. But the work is out there. Right. And you're going to come across people. Yeah. You know, like I said, that to, we said that to that one man that day. I said, are you are you ready to go to heaven? I said, he said, well, I think so. I said, well, your lifestyle is not showing that. You're sitting there doing the things yeah. you shouldn't do. I said, I don't want you going to a place that's weeping and well and gnashing of teeth. And I left him. He told Roger, said, well, I didn't know I was going to come into a hornet's <laughs> But it's like I hope that seeded something in yeah. him because what I told him was the truth. And that's what's so hard. People are so afraid to offend with the truth. But Jesus said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. We're just, we've got to be as, a, as believers, Amen. even that more focused on what our commission is. Amen. Amen. That's good. And, you know, we, we can look at coming to church. You talk about giving us a sword. We can look at coming to church as like coming to the armory. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we come here, Amen. we all get together, we sharpen our sword. Yeah. Right? Amen. That's, that's what we're doing. Amen. Um, and we Amen. we have our brothers and sisters in Christ to help each other out, right? Yeah. And we're going to talk about that right now. i got three verses. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of verses coming at you, but it's going to be kind of rapid fire. Come on, bro. So we'll get, we'll get through these and then I'm done, okay? But one... To help us out, we have brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Uh-oh. All right? <laughs> and I'll, I'll read some of these just as speed it along. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. You can stay in that chapter because i got another one coming. It says, Bear one another's burdens, yeah. and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right? So we bear each other's burdens. You're not alone. Let me help you out. You help me out. Amen. Thank okay? You. So we will fulfill the law of Christ by doing that. Amen. Also in verse 10, same chapter. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Amen. We're supposed to favor each other. Amen. We, were, we were talking earlier today uh, about that hat over there. Right? And... One of the main reasons why I bought that hat is for, it was a Christian business. I you know I like the guy that that makes the stuff. Don't get me wrong, but what sold me is I had I purchased something from him before and he sent a business card and put it in that package, and it had a prayer 
in Jesus' name over whoever purchased that item. So I'm going to support that guy, right? Amen. I will support him tenfold over over the next guy because that's that's our brother. We're we're supposed to help each other out. Come on. So Jess can't get mad when I go shopping for it. (laughs) All right. Next we're going to go to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 16. That's not tabbed in my book for some reason. There it there is. Go. All right. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Amen. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Right, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Amen. That's it, right there. So we need to talk to each other. If we screw up, let each other know. Yeah. Confess it to each other. Amen. Um, Brother, Bo, uh, yeah. Um, something really quick, and I, I like this. And I, I thought about this Sunday night. We went over there to hear Brother Rick, and the pastor said something. When we got saved, God forgave us of our sins, past, present, and future. But yes. when we do mess up, like if, if I said something to you, Lord, forgive me for that sin or forgive me for saying that to Bo or, let, or forgive me for that maybe thing I did or the moment that I had. So it's the sin that we ask for forgiveness for. The sins have been forgiven. Right. But we might still err in the day. We might get angry or yes. say something we shouldn't say. And you, you go to the Lord and he's faithful to forgive us when we confess those to him. Yes, we still ask for forgiveness. We still repent. It's just like when you go to somebody's house and they just cleaned, you take your shoes off at the door, Amen. right? Yeah. You want to leave that filth back there before you go into the house. Before we go into prayer, yeah. you know, we want to repent. We want to, we want to get cleaned up. Did you like that? Yeah. Just now hit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we also have help from our Ooh, angels. Now, I wish Sandra was here for this one. But yeah. we have help from our angels. Yes. Um, Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. Anybody wants to take that one? 11 and 12. Yep, Psalms 91, 11 and 12. That's right. Amen. So we all have angels charged concerning us. Amen. We literally have guardian angels. Amen. All right, they're here to help us out. Yes. Let them know we need some help. Mm-hmm. Tell them, talk to them. Yeah. Let them help us out. Amen. Um, Psalm 34, 7. We, we had a little bit of Psalm 34 out of 1 Peter, right? Here's a little bit more of it. There's two verses in here, but we're going to hit it at different times. So verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. And if we want to jump back to Hebrews on the other end of the Bible, Hebrews 1 and 14. Yep, beat me to it because I can't find it for some reason. 
haven't got my pages marked. I can't find it. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Amen. Amen. Are they not all ministering spirits that render services for the sake of those who inherit salvation? That's us. Amen. So we have spirits that can minister to us. Okay? Brother Bo, when, at night when I pray, at the end of for the, the family, for the church, I, I call upon the Father to send ministering spirits among you all that you sleep well at night, that you drive safely, to keep you safe, yes, and have protection from the virus that is among us. So, amen. Because I call like them. Why do you get up to 1130? <laughs> <laughs> Slept like a baby. Slept like a baby. And honestly, I think about that too. Yeah. Like when we go somewhere, we really don't even have to. Well, I mean, I, I still do it, but we really don't even have to ask God, like, God, keep me safe. Instead, we could just stand on the word and know and trust that and just say, God, I thank you that you keep your angels Amen. around me and protect me and yes. keep me safe today. Yes, that's a big part of it. We have to have confidence in what we, we believe it. <laughs> we need to be confident. I think that's exactly right. We need to just know and, and live like we know. Amen. Um, get rid of that fear. I mean, if we live in a world where where you could just drive around and, you know, with it, but the devil is always there. Oh, yeah. The enemy is, is riding in the truck with me, whispering, you're going, you know, you're going to die. Today's the day. You're going to Go 82 you. in a 65. Yeah. And, and it's always something, you know. It's, I feel like we, there's nothing that you go at where he's not trying to plant fear or anxiety or, Amen. or whatever it is. I think That's anxiety is a big one. Like, you just get nervous, you know. In, when you walk into a, you
love your sons and daughters more than me, then you're, you're not worthy of me. Yeah. You love your mother and father mm-hmm. more than me, you're unworthy of me. And that may be where that's at. And that happens to people. You know, anger takes over, you get mad, you blame God when something like that happens. I can't understand that. Yeah. You know, why a child will get taken. But, yeah. you know, Amen. maybe, who knows what, God turns that kind of stuff, you know, for those who love him, into good for you. Because that's, you know, a horrible thing to happen. But if you love God and you, you know, you love them more than your child, you'll be there with that child. Amen. That's right. The Bible says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. So if a death comes like that, I don't know for sure who caused this, but it says Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if he if he kills your kid or whatever, then he destroys you mm-hmm. by getting you. It's like he's getting you to blame God, so that's destroying your life even more. You're being mad at the only one that can help you. God wants us to have life and have it more abundant. Yes. Right? Yeah. Amen. I wouldn't blame him. No. no um, also, okay, so we have our brothers and sisters. <laughs> we have help from angels, flat out, says so. We also have divine intervention. Amen. And in Isaiah 37, 36, it uses the same language that we saw just now in Psalm. Uh, the angel of the Lord. Right, but a lot of time that's talking about God in the Old Testament. So you can use it either way. If you want to look at it like this is an angel, or if you want to look at it like it's the power of God, either way it's God given. The angel of the Lord went out and struck a hundred and eighty-five thousand in the camp of the Assyrians. And when men arose early in the morning, behold, all of these were dead. Your yeah. enemy. He yeah. killed them while you were sleeping. Yeah. He wipes out your enemy for you. Amen. That's pretty powerful. And then going back to Psalm 34, 19, uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him from all of them. Amen. That's, that's God will deliver us from these afflictions if we just trust in him. Amen. So I have about, I don't know, nine more verses. <laughs> we can get through them real quick. I'll make them quick. Roger, I know this is lengthy. No, it's not. Uh, so do not fear. And I got half a dozen verses that tell you why you shouldn't be afraid. You want to do those? Yes. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 41, verse 10. I'll read through, I'll read through these. You don't even have to flip if you don't want to. I'll, I'll flip through them. Isaiah 41, 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not look anxiously about you, for I am your Lord. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay, so do not be afraid. Isaiah, looks like it's 35, verse 4. Say to those with anxious heart, Take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Amen. Uh, the recompense of the wicked, that's touched again in Psalm 91. That, Everybody needs to know Psalm 91, I feel like. Amen, that's good. Uh, Deuteronomy, this is about not being afraid, okay? That's where we're just going to keep going with that. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22. Do not fear them, for the Lord your God is the one fighting for you. Psalm 23, 4. Everybody know the 23rd Psalm? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? That's a good one, ain't it? Yes, it is. King David's pretty good, ain't it? Uh, And then Romans. We'll go back to the New Testament for a minute. We'll end in the New Testament, actually. Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? All right. Then we go down to 37 to 39. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there's six reasons to not be afraid. And I'm going to end with two more. Um, It'll be in the book of John. Yeah. I don't even have this mark. Okay. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. It says, if you continue, this goes back to discipleship, okay? So this is why I just want to sum it up. I want to get back to the point. Because we know that we're not alone and we have no reason to be afraid. John chapter 1, verses 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. Okay, so if you continue in my word, if you continue to do what he has told us to do, if we continue with that commission, Amen. then the truth will set us free. And, and finally... It's going to be John 13, verses 34 and 35. I was going to end with the last one, but this one is just so good. It is. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So that's about as good as I can get it in an hour's time. (laughs) If you're personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, says it really simply, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
You'll be living 
prepared for anything that could happen in day-to-day -day life or when disaster strikes from the office to the outdoors then please go to squatchsurvivalgear.com and check out the packs that they have to offer they're made in america and i mean every single piece of fabric hardware buckle and frame all the labor too is right here in america so when you buy from squatch survival gear you're supporting multiple small businesses right here at home. I've become good friends with Chris. Um, he, he's a military vet. So all of these packs are made to mill spec. All right, so they're all military standard packs. They're good for everything. These things are virtually bomb proof. I promise you, I own two of them. I have the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. They cannot be beaten. I've I've had gear all my life. I had gear in the military. I have gear when I go hunting. I have gear for camping. The Squatch Survival Gear changes the game. All right, I, I take one to work every day. I take the Mothman pack with me to work. Just use it as a regular backpack, but it's so functional. It's, it's just unbelievable quality. All right, so please go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Now, to save 15% site-wide, I encourage you to use promo code 23BUMP, that's 23BUMP, to save 15% site-wide. 